What's up, Real Talk Podcast listeners? This is your host, Matt Matthews, and I am so excited to be back with another episode of the Real Talk Podcast, where we discuss everything from life, love, to all the bullshit in between. And today, we have an incredible portrait, fashion, and boudoir photographer on with us, um, Shannon. Oh, I'm already about to mess it up again. Shannon Doherty. Did I say it right? Yeah. Again? Okay. <laughs> Girl, that name got me fucked up. Um, so welcome Shannon. Thank you so much for being on here. I have been a fan of your work ever since following you on Instagram and you're just so extremely talented and um, I love you. That's so sweet. (laughs) So baby, I don't lie either. And if I don't like something, I show up. I know you don't lie. So, So, um, Shannon, thank you so much for being on here. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of what you do and how you got started into fashion photography. So I am located in St. Louis, Missouri, and you probably know from not living, I mean, you live in the South, probably know that it's not exactly a fashion mecca. Mm -hmm. Um, I kind of, how I got started doing what I'm doing is I kind of just wanted to shoot for myself and then people started to follow it and they started to pay for it. Um, There's no real magic story about it. I just kind of had to create because I had to. Um, And I started in the art world and I started as a painter and really like lost love doing that. Mm -hmm. And so I moved into photography and started to love it. Um, Shot Strictly Boudoir for a while. Kind of lost a little love for it for a little Mm -hmm. while too. So I really had to, I had to think about it. I was like, I love photography. What do I want to do? I'm not really the one that's going to shoot. I don't photograph newborns. Um, not actively shooting weddings or anything like that. So I was like, what is important to me? What actually makes me happy? And I had to think about it. I was like, I love fashion photography. I love portrait work. Um, and then really kind of taking that mix and adding it to boudoir again. And that's kind of what I do now. I do a little mix and I do a little mix in my sessions too. I just don't do strictly boudoir. If I have somebody come in for a boudoir session, Um, We do a little mix of adding a fashion element to their session plus portrait because I like people to have a mix and walk away with something they're going to treasure really for their whole life. Yeah, I love that. Well, kind of, I mean, I kind of started shooting, um, you know, the the beauty portraits or whatever, if you want to call that and started incorporating strobes and that kind of thing into my workflow last year. And I've fallen in love with it, but you are just like extremely talented with all these portraits and they're just so beautiful. Um, where do you get like your inspiration for some of these just like really kind of artsy and like out of the box concepts that you do for some of the shoots? I wish I could say that there's like one thing but really I think one it's just my wild brain (laughs) um and I sometimes I will literally dream about a photo shoot and then the next day I write it down so I don't forget it I'm like hey you should try to do this thing um usually it works out sometimes you you might not see a photo shoot that I do (laughs) um I keep it to myself um a lot of really what inspires me is I take the time to do self-portraits too Yes, I was just to about see, to ask about those. Yeah, and just and kind of test how something works. Um, a lot of times, I mean, it's testing gear and all that stuff. But really, like, how is an idea really going to work for me? Um, 
kind of going back to what I said before though, a lot of my inspiration is artwork. Um, not anything specifically, like I studied a lot of Italian Renaissance art, but it's not specifically just that. Maybe a little bit more recently with my work for 2020, it's been a lot of painting inspired stuff. But um, really even like looking at other fashion photographers, like Peter Lindbergh is probably one of my idols when it comes to photography. And a lot of his work was, it wasn't just about the clothes, but it was really about the person in the clothes. And that is something that always stuck with me and without even realizing it. Um, loving his work in the 90s when I was a kid and being like looking at these models and being like, why is this photo different when I'm looking through Vogue than all the others? Right. And really just other people that have that passion. It's more than just the pretty photo. It's the passion behind it. And I think that you can really tell when you're looking at artwork or you're looking at a photo, what somebody had with that. So really yeah. that's my inspiration and having a story. Number one thing for me is a story between myself Right. And I love what that. I'm and I love, I love all the self-portraits that you do. They're amazing. Girl, let me tell you, you. something. I've tried to do a damn self-portrait before. I look like a busted can of biscuits, first of all. <laughs> and second of all, I can't get that bitch straight. The camera be falling over. I can't get the lights to fly. I fucking quit. Like, I'm just done. Like, <laughs> period. So I'm going to have to come to St. Louis and get my pics made because, girl, you're just I'm so talented. <laughs> Um, I want to say that it's easy, but it's not. <laughs> it's not. Hell no, it's not. And it's like, especially like it's already hard enough if you're like trying to take self portraits with natural light, but then incorporating strobes on top of that is like, no, I'm a pass. I only use strobe. I don't use any natural light. Actually. I know. And that's what I love so much <laughs> about your work. You know, I started incorporating strobes last year and at first I was petrified, you know, I was like, oh, hell no, I cannot do this because I don't like the, this sounds really bad, but I don't like the 50 year old man, you know, looking photos with that harsh strobe. Like, <laughs> it, I mean, you know what I mean? I like the really soft, beautiful light or, you know, something that's really fashion looking or cinematic looking. And you don't find, like, it's hard to do that. And I finally got it down by, like, you know, learning to use different lights and, you know, mm -hmm. incorporating two strobes together to create, you know, soft light and things like that. And now I'm obsessed with it. Like, I love it. Um, but I see, you know, like, through following your work and things like that, I love how you have such different styles like in each photo like nothing looks the same I feel like my shit is just on one background baby it is what it is you get it you got it you love it and that's it but like your stuff is just so it's like all over the place in a good way like you have so many different like it all looks so different so tell us kind of a little bit about your process of going through a shoot do you like build sets do you kind of do it. I know you shoot in your home. So how does that work out for you? Yeah. So I actually shoot um, for, well, for a while I was shooting a little bit all over my home. And then I kind of got tired of sharing that space with other people. Um, you know, you kind of need your bedroom to yourself, yeah. you know? Um, so I kind of quit doing that. Um, it's funny that you were saying about like the background thing. I basically shoot in one area that's about 15 feet by nine feet. And that's it. Oh, wow. Um, I usually use one to two backgrounds. Sometimes I've made a couple like kind of faux ones myself that are easy to kind of fold up and um, 
change super easy, especially if I'm just doing a portrait with somebody and I have um, tons of fabrics and things like that. Um, my grandma actually used to make quilts. So there's tons of fabric that I had um, before she passed. And so I hold on to some of that stuff just to use kind of for portrait work. It's a little harder for boudoir work because it's not always big pieces too. Right. Um, I'm very DIY about it. For the most part, I think for my sessions, I change my background maybe once. That's it's amazing. really just about finding the angle, changing my light around. Um, I do a little mix of which you've probably seen in my work. Um, I'm moving back into color a little bit more for a while. Last year, I was almost all black and white. Mm-hmm. Um, that was more of an emotional reason for that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, I keep it really simple. Um, for me, especially even in the studio, even if it's my home and I've got my stuff laying around, I keep my gear really simple too. Um, may I use mainly one light and that's about it. Um, sometimes I'll bring in a second light. Um, but for the most part, it's one light. Um, I use like a five foot umbrella for the most part and, uh, tons of diffusions and modifiers because I want that soft look. And then, um, I balance a lot of lighting and use a lot of feathering of light. Yeah. to really bring that kind of stuff in. And I use a reflector sometimes too, especially if you're doing a beauty shot, as you know, sometimes you need that little like bounce underneath the eyes to just kind of bring a little bit of life back into it. Um, so yeah, you, I keep it really simple. You, um, well, and I as well, I think all artists, you know, we're first of all we're all fucking emotional bitches like i mean we're (laughs) artists so i mean like i think i feel like that comes with the territory and so much of our art i feel like spills over into our personal lives and our you know our home lives and vice versa so kind of walk us along how i mean if you're okay with that um walk us along like how your personal life can kind of spill over into your artwork and how you kind of portray that yeah I mean honestly like it's just an example I think first of all a lot of close friends I have and photographer friends 2019 kind of sucked for a lot of people Uh, (laughs) um and uh you know some that are close with me know like that I've been pretty open with them about like the first part of 2019 just for lack of a better term fucking sucked and I kind of let my business go ish for a couple of months. It took about halfway through for me to be like, um, if you don't do something about this and you don't te- keep going for what you want, you're going to do nothing. And I'm not a do nothing kind of person. Right. Um, so really that first part I was lost and emotional and confused on things. And a lot of my work just became raw. And a lot of the people I was photographing, um, when they would come in for their session and models too. I mean, a lot of the work I post are, is model work. Um, I don't post a ton of client work, but just some, um, for like Instagram and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of that rawness was just, it was really personal and it was kind of nice because some of the people I was working with, you know, cause we all have some shit we're going through. They, uh, they were into it and I would have somebody walk in and I'm like, let's not put any makeup on you. Or if you want to just do like a couple spot things, you know, cause we all have blemishes and things. Um, we can do that or I can retouch it and let's just keep it simple. And I was doing, um, these black and white portraits completely raw. Um, 
you know, bare skin, messy hair, one light, keeping it simple and really playing into that emotion because that's what I was trying to do for myself too. And the people I was working with literally were going through the same kind of things in 2019, especially the beginning part. Um, you know, I don't know if it's like a winter thing, like January, February hits and you're like, just so over it, you know, like the weather, you're ready for some spring and yeah. lights and, you know, um, some flowers and all that. So it kind of took a turn. So like, uh, like 2018, my work was a lot more colorful, lots of flowers, lots of embellishments, all the things. And I obviously I still shoot that way. I still love that. But I had to take a break from that because it was actually mentally exhausting for me. Um, I was hard on myself and thinking, you have to come up with this idea. You have to do this thing. And then I was like, no, fuck that. I don't. I can literally shoot what I want when I want. And that kind of raw series became a project. I was like, maybe I'll just shoot a couple people like that. And I still do it now. Um, It's one of my favorite things to do with clients and models is to have that moment of connection and having that rawness. Cause if we can have that, the rest of our session is going to be a breeze. Right. I think it's easy. I think it helps people let go and it kind of helped me let go too. Um, I kind of about halfway through the year with the help of my being there for myself and talking to, you know, some wonderful friends that I have. Um, I kind of got my shit together. I was like, again, like it was probably like June, July. I was like, okay, you've got to figure this out because you love this, but you cannot keep doing this to yourself. So it really yeah, just, I like, baby, I feel that. Like I feel that on a such a deep level, you know, I think, I think a lot of people, you know, artists included, well, obviously like mainly artists is people forget that, you know, yeah, we're artists or, you know, whatever we are, but we have to have a break and we have to have that. We have to be able to hit that reset button. And a lot of us, myself, um, I'm speaking to myself here, um, work ourselves to the ground. You know what I mean? Like, and there's never like, there's never a break. There's never any time for mental health. There's never anything for that. It's just go, 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 go. Because for me, like, the hustle never stops, you know, like there's so much going on. It's like, as soon as you stop, you like backtrack or you lose, you know, you lose that momentum, but it's really important to take that break. So how do you think, like, how do you feel taking a break or, you know, being able to have some time for you and, and not so much just working clients has really impacted your business. And what do you think, what would you tell other artists that are kind of in that slump and kind of, they don't really know where to go from there. What would you tell them? Well, I think that a lot of us in this industry kind of have a hustler's mentality, which is really great. And I a hundred percent still have that, but I think for a while I had it so much that it was like, I think sometimes you can follow people that are in, you know, maybe not necessarily in our industry and they're like, you know, no sleep, work real hard, you know, and go into all that. And while I agree with that somewhat, I think that I was living it too hard. And I like, I already naturally don't sleep a whole lot. I am like, I want to go, go, go and do things. And I've got a list and, you know, but uh, I had that hustler's mentality so much. And so it, it, 
I'm trying to think of the best way to say it. It basically just burned me out because I was like, I am not, I am naturally a person that wants to hustle, but I can't do this no sleep, like work till you die feeling. Yeah. And that's what I was doing. And I had to really step back. And I think that that's what really what changed for me last year was when I was like, you can take a break and you don't have to say yes to everything. And for a while I was saying yes to everything. Cause again, like when you are kind of restructuring your business and changing things, you probably want to say yes to things so people know. Um, but I had to say no. And I'm um, even this year too. Um, I've got a lot of things coming up and I've got a lot of opportunity, but some things I'm like, I have to, if it's not something that has to get done right now, I'm pushing it off a little bit and scheduling it later just so I can have time. Um, and really I lost time with friends. Um, I actually had friends that said, we feel like you don't care about us. You only care about your business. And that hit me. That hit me hard because I don't think it was a mean place that they were coming from. I think maybe it was concern. And it really made me think like, you're right. So going from probably 110% hustle, I've gone down to maybe 90% to where it's okay to like tonight, I might go to the movies just because, just because maybe my brain needs a break. And I need something that's different artistically. Right. Then, I, I mean, I could literally do editing all day long. Like for me, taking a break is editing, which is crazy. Um, so I've kind of tried to balance that. Um, yeah, it's, it's tough. Yeah, <laughs> it's, absolutely. It's tough to turn that off in your brain too, because you're like, I, you know, and I, it just, right now it's just me. Um, you know, I'm hoping to hire someone in the future to help with some, uh, the business side of things, but I do all my own shooting, all my own editing, um, basically a creative director for all of my shoots. I do hire someone for makeup. Uh, I, sometimes I do the makeup. So literally I'm a one woman show probably doing 12 jobs. Girl. So I had to take a break. Like I had to. Yeah, you have to. And I remember being the same. Like I remember being there. I started my business in a 300 square foot room on the back of my house and it was just me. And you know, like it grew so much that I finally was like, bitch, you got to have help. Like you can't do yes, all this by yourself. Absolutely. And absolutely. I will tell you that, you know, hiring my associate photographer and my assistant and, you know, my hair and makeup artist, like that was I mean, life changing and like a game changer for me because, you know, it's, it's important to be able to have somebody that can go and work and you not have to worry about it, you know? Um, and like, you know, we kind of used shot and you still shoot in your home and I shot in my home. Um, I have a lot of photographers that'll say, Oh, I can't do my business because I don't have a studio or I can't, you know, I can't make this succeed or I can't be successful because I don't have a place to shoot. So what is a tip or two that you think that would be beneficial to tell somebody that may be listening to this that wants to be or wants to get into fashion photography, but doesn't have a place to shoot? Where could they start? I mean, a lot of things that I've shot for that are more fashion based have been outside too. I know it's not the ideal time of the year to shoot outside, um, but I mean, just honestly scouting locations 
if you can't shoot inside. Um, I also like backdrops that are easy to fold up and take with you. I mean, honestly, there's endless possibilities. If you can find a place, if you can find a nook somewhere, if you can go to a hotel, you can shoot somewhere. Um, I understand that mentality, but I also, I had the mentality for a very short time of my life because I was like, if I'm going to make this work, you have to just make it work anywhere you can. Um, the only difference is if you bring a whole bunch of stuff outside and you're at a local park, you're going to look like a commercial shoot and they're going to ask for a permit. So that one, I can understand why people wouldn't want to bring a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, but I mean, honestly, like you can make a studio anywhere. Uh, it's just, it really is going to take some creativity to figure out things. Um, I've shot in hotels before. I just, you know, a lot of times like the phone is ugly or the lamp. So I just move it. Um, and just, you can totally change the space just by moving a couple of things around. Um, I know for a lot of people, hotels aren't always in the budget. It's totally fine. <clears throat> Excuse me. If you can rally a couple of people together too, to help pay for it. And maybe you guys both trade off like shooting clients there for the day, you know, things like that can work too. Um, I'm, I'm a very DIY kind of person because I had to be like starting out. I had only a couple hundred dollars and uh, had to figure out how can I start a business, you know, taking anything financial out of it, like licensing and stuff. How can I start a business with basically nothing and build it to where it's something beautiful and people will pay me for it. Uh, and people do pay me for it. Um, and a lot of times I still go back to that. Um, even though I'm shooting in a small spot in my house I, and it's, you know, it's beautiful. I have it set up. Um, I still go back to that kind of DIY setting things up. Like let's go shoot in this little corner. Let's shoot on this couch, but we're only going to use this little area. Um, so really it's just kind of look what's around you and see what you can figure out. Awesome. I love that. Um, so Shannon, if you could tell, um, somebody listening to this one thing about, um, you know, being a photographer or any artist that may be struggling with, um, you know, inspiration, because I know a lot of your work comes, you know, from your own inspiration. And like you said, dreams and things like that. If you could tell anybody that is struggling with something like that, what would you tell them? Um, and why? Um, my number one thing that I tell people, especially when they're newer shooting, um, we live in a world of social media. You have to ignore other people. I know that sounds kind of weird, especially talking since we fall, you and I follow each other and like, like each other's work. Um, I think that it can be distracting. Um, I think that we tend to look at other people's work for inspiration, but then kind of get hard on ourselves when ours doesn't look like that. Mm -hmm. um, I think you have to really tap into what makes you happy. And that changes. I mean, my work has changed from years ago so much. Um, from when I started shooting professionally to now, it's like, like light years different. And I think that that's important to, yes, you can follow people. You can follow photographer friends. You need to like, I think you need to support your friends. However, if you were starting to compare yourself to people, you have to stop. You have to take a breath. You have to get off social media. Um, for lack of a better thing to think of, read a book, something, watch a movie, find inspiration in other places. And then when you go back on social media, maybe it's not as hard anymore. And I'm honestly, I'm guilty of it too. There have been times, I mean, there's been times 
even probably a couple weeks ago where I'm looking at somebody's stuff and I'm like, do I suck? Is my stuff bad? Cause it doesn't yeah. look like that. Yeah. I think we all do it. And I think that that's something we have to step away from and really figure out what makes us happy. And, uh, having a conversation actually with another photographer yesterday, I'm like, if you don't see progression in your work, you need to stop and figure out why, what is holding you stagnant. And if you shoot something today and you look at it 10 years down the road and you don't think it somewhat sucks, you're not progressing. I know that sounds weird, but I look at things from 10 years ago and I'm like, wow, okay. I actually am progressing. I'm doing better. <laughs> uh, and better can mean something different. Does it mean like, I mean, could have been a great lighting on the photo, could have been great editing, whatever it was, but something changed because I changed. Right. Because you're not going to be that same person from 10 years ago. Yeah, I remember when my when I first started, my work was shit. I'm talking about <laughs> shit. I, I don't think know. All of us. <laughs> I do not know how I ever got good. Like, but I look at my stuff and I'm like, damn, you are really bad. Like, I can't believe people paid you. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, I think it. You know, it does take. It takes that. It takes that time and that hard work to really put into it. And you know, like you said comparison is the thief of joy, you know, and I Absolutely. tell people that exactly at all of my <laughs> workshops and my, uh, the theme or not the theme, but the, the visual that I give people. And I just talked about this at my San Francisco workshop was, you know, cause I'm a horse person and I have horses and I ride horses and things like that. I grew up with horses. Um, but race horses, they have blinders on. So, you know, they have these little things that go up, you know, like forward, and it covers their eyes so they can only see what's in front of them. They can't see on the sides. Right. So they can't see the other horses that are next to them or passing them or behind them. So they do that because if a horse gets distracted, it's going to look sideways. It's going to look wherever, and it's not going to be able to finish its job. It's not going to run toward the, to the finish line. You know, it's going to, it's going to be distracted and it's going to slow down or it's going to stop or, you know, something. And so they keep those blinders on them so that they can only focus on what's in front of them and they can run forward. And that's like my favorite analogy that I always give because that's the same way, or I feel like that should be the same thing for us. And I always tell people, I'm like, put your blinders on and don't worry about what everybody else is doing. Focus yeah. on you and your end goal and where you're going. Because if you can do that, then you're going to make it there at some point or another, you're going to make it to the finish line, you know? So quit looking at what everybody else is doing because it can, I mean, it can, it can kill you. It can kill your self-esteem, you know, how you feel about yourself. Absolutely. It's just, it's just awful. So I, yeah. uh, I love that. And I think also too, kind of going into that um, a little bit, I think that we should root for each other too. Yeah. Um, I do see a lot of negativity between photographers sometimes um, kind of bashing each other. Yes. And I don't, I think that we should actually like be rooting for each other and helping each other. And um, part of the reason I've gone into education too is, uh, you're not my competitor. Right. You know, we, we aren't going for the same person. It's okay. Like it's okay to root for another person and to like their things and to uh, champion them. And uh, you know, don't compare yourself and, you know, think maybe down on them because you, maybe you're jealous. Um, yeah. I, I see it, not just in this industry, but just even jealousy in general. I mean, it's a natural emotion that we have, but um, I think that we should be 
lifting each other and teaching each other and helping each other grow and rooting for each other's businesses. Cause I mean, what's the point of not rooting for somebody else's business to succeed? Exactly. So Shannon, how can our followers or listeners on here find you on social media? Um, so my Instagram is my first name, Shannon underscore K underscore Doherty. And my Facebook business page is at Shannon K Doherty photography. Amazing. Oh, that's the only social media I have. <laughs> okay, perfect. That totally works. I will uh, link that below in the description so that you guys can follow Shannon and check out her beautiful work. Um, Shannon, I cannot thank you enough for being on here and talking a little bit about your business and inspiration with us. Um, I really appreciate it. You're extremely talented and I can't wait to see what else you do in the future. Thank you. I'm really honored that you asked me and I'm very excited. Well, I am honored that you decided to be on here because let's be real, my shit is a shit show sometimes. So I appreciate, <laughs> it. I appreciate it. And uh, I can't wait to see you in Sh at Shutterfest in April. So we're going to have to get I know. Drink. It's coming up. I know. <laughs> I'm ready. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Shannon. Um, again, this was Real Talk Podcast. And thank you guys for listening. Check out Shannon's work. It is listed in the description below. And stay tuned for next episodes. Thank you.